Hi everyone, welcome back to Chat Shit Get Fit Recovery. This is the series where we explore the various methods of exercise recovery out there, giving you our thoughts and bring you the latest scientific data as well. This week we tackle compression for recovery, so we're talking things like compression pants, tops and those big sciencey looking vacuum things you see people wear on their legs. In the Instagram polls I did this week, it was interesting to see the negativity towards compression as a means of recoveries. Uh, on the last recovery episode on massage, the polls were massively in favour, and for a good reason, I suppose, if you go off the information we gave in that episode. However, this time, uh, this episode may prove more useful, as many don't seem to expect it to work. Anyway, without spoiling it even more, let's get into this week's episode. Hello boys, welcome back. Good evening. How do? How's everyone doing? Everyone's everyone's drinking mm. brews, I see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I I am drinking mm. um a nice little bit of cannibal coffee, uh, which you can use our discount code Primal10 on the website. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. Not even twenty not seconds even, in Not even plugging. twenty <laughs> seconds and we're already plugging it. I am such an influencer. <laughs> <laughs> what a nightmare. But on a, on a serious note about influencers and all that stuff, I just want to say uh, thank you to all of our existing listeners and to uh, hello to our new listeners because we've realised on our little stats page that we've had quite an influx of new listeners and downloads, which has been quite exciting for us. So that's, that's uh, it's good news for us anyway. It's always good to see. Well, I mean, we don't do it for, for the numbers, but it's nice to see that you know more and more people are listening because obviously we think the content's good. So that's always, always good stuff. So thank you. And hopefully everyone continues to enjoy listening. Yeah. Next topic on the agenda. Andy, we're going to come to you. We're going to, we're going to put you in the firing line. So, all over social media, we've been seeing stuff about your son Tate doing his 10,000 steps a day challenge. And I thought it'd be nice to quickly mention it because uh, it's quite, some of the stuff that's been happening has been quite interesting. So. Yeah, so it's, it's been mental. So, we first come, spoke to my wife um, about it, said we want to do this. We didn't really hear much about it. And then uh, creeping up to it, it was like, yeah, I want to give it a go. 10,000 steps for the, um, the whole of March. And I was like, okay, yeah, okay. And he was like adamant, he was sure, he was ready to go. Said, all right, fine. So we put a um, we 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 set him up an account. Uh, 150 his target was. Um, I think we've reached it. We're pretty much there within the first sort of oh, well. three days. So um, hopefully we can just keep keep the momentum going and and shown. But um, I don't think uh, he realised kind of how far 10,000 steps were for his little old legs. <laughs> so we've been hitting about probably about three and a half four k. Uh, when we started, like the first one, absolutely. So we went like around our local area and it wiped him out. Absolutely. Next day, he was just staring at me. Had the day off. How old is he again, Andy? Just for so a he's eight. How old is he? So he's eight. Eight years old. Yeah, eight. <laughs> and he's wiped. Absolutely wiped out. Just sat there. Um, but we hit four. So, four. so this is fourth night he's done now. So the last two nights have been really hard for him because cause the weather's been out. I'm not going to take an eight-year-old out in the middle of the pitch black and like when it's raining and stuff. He's been doing it from my front door to my back door, like from the front front door of the house to the back door of the house, just powering, powering up and down, like like an absolute champ, just trying to get these steps in. And an eight-year-old to do that is like, it's, I'm mad proud because of... It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, and he's got it down. You know, it's like he's, he's a proper little athlete about it because of the fact that 
He's like, right, if I do if I do 20 steps, if I do 20 lengths back and forth, it's like 200 steps. And he's like, start and calculate. And you can see him having a little shake off after 20 and, and then he's going back <laughs> over. And then because he's eight, the telly's on, he just sort of gets sucked into the living room. And I'm like, take what you're doing. He's like, oh, yeah, oh, steps. And he's like, he runs up an hour. But yeah, he's like, we managed to get the steps done before, I think like five, 6.50, 6.55 tonight. So we hit his target again tonight. That's awesome. So yeah, he's, he's a little machine. Um, I mean, look, at the end of the day, considering how many adults struggle to get their steps in throughout the day, you know, that's, I mean, for an eight-year-old little boy to do that, that's awesome. Mm. You know. And to do it indoors. That is that Captain Tom spirit. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So fair play like to it, him. Yeah. Thank you very much, gentlemen. If you're interested in putting some money towards that, it's going to Cancer Research. I'll put a link in the show notes so you can take a look at that and support Tate on his uh, mental 10,000 steps a day, which seems to be all indoors at the moment, mm. which, is, which is even more mental. Go Tate. Go Tate. So guys, welcome back to another recovery episode where this week we're talking about compression garments. Now, I'd... Oh, oh wow. Tom, what Tom, the... Tom, what are you doing? <laughs> Fuck are they? <laughs> what are they, Tom? I can <laughs> see myself in your screen <laughs> through your glasses. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that, that to happen. Wow. Uh, they just supposed to be my... They um, they, what do you mean, they fuck it? It's not a filter. I've never seen my glasses before. <laughs> I'm not a cat. Where are these no, uh, these are supposed to be... Right, well, okay. You got to take them off. I can't. I can't. I can't do this. What about if I, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I, I like brains from Thunderbirds. Um, you look like Doc One <laughs> or, or, or Ronnie Corbett. Mm. Right. So these are supposed to be my blue light glasses, which are supposed to help you um, when you're looking at screens. It's supposed to lower the stress on your eyes. Now, when I bought these, literally a couple of hours later, a study was released showing that actually these are pretty much fucking useless. <laughs> but I am still going to wear them for other reasons. Because they make it look cool as fuck. That, they add one to my intelligence, and mm-hmm. also, um, because I have been causing a bit of shitstorm on social media lately, and, you know, there may be oh, some... Disguise. There may... Well, not really disguise. Um, I've just heard that apparently a lot of people were unwilling to hit guys with glasses. Yeah. But failing that, I do have another way to kind of keep hidden from uh, these people. So if the glasses fail, then I've actually got this thing to hide my identity. <laughs> and as you can see, can you even hear me? I even made yeah, it like a mouth hole. Okay, I don't need to make a little mouth hole then. Like, no, no, you're good. Um, but I mean, uh, you know, this is, I look like the Zodiac Killer. But yeah, I mean, uh, this this will also work. And and if I want to be double effective, I can actually put the glasses on. Oh no! Here we go. With the bag, yeah. But I now, can tell you are now. It's now amazing. I look inconspicuous and smart. Wow! Uh, see our YouTube channel for video footage of this all unfolding because this, yeah. uh, this is definitely worth a watch. Uh, oh, back Tom's back. Welcome back, Tom. We lost. Yeah, you I was I was feeling really claustrophobic in there. That's that's horrible. Being alone in my own thoughts. <laughs> Would you say it was quite uh, <laughs> compressive, Tom? Was it quite? It was very compressive. It was very compressive. Yeah. I feel recovered. Did, it, did you, um, you feel recovered? Blood oh. Feel that? All it was. Blood it was blowing. Head. It was yeah. blowing right to the brain. <laughs> oh dear. That with the caffeine, probably not a good combination. <laughs> that brings us on very nicely to today's episode, which we nearly introduced before Tom decided to put on some new glasses, and that is all about compression. So. We're talking about compression. I didn't actually know much about this until we sort of dived into the recovery series because I never really thought of wearing a pair of tight pants for recovery. But when we are talking about compression, we're talking about You don't wear tight pants. Huh? What? You don't wear tight pants. Are you even military? Cringe. You don't (laughs) wear tight (laughs) pants. Oh, my God. (laughs) What is going on? What do you mean I don't wear... 
There is no such thing as being in the military and not wearing tight pants. Whenever you get issued MTP trousers, they always come out two sizes too small. And that's just the way it is. You can't get any knee flexion. Have you ever tried to raise your knee whilst wearing camouflage trousers? It's impossible. Well, they're a camouflage. How do you even know if you're raising them or not? That's true. If I look down, I'm just floating in air. Just floating. It's, just it's terrifying. Wow. We are falling down rabbit holes this week, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? Um... No, I'm genuinely shocked that you don't know about compression uh, compression garments, to be honest, Bill. I'm yeah, quite no, surprised. I, well, I, yeah, I don't really know much about it. Right? I mean, I've, I've seen the... You've got the clothing side of things, which is they, they're quite, I'd say, more affordable because they seem to range from about 30 to 50 quid or you can get ones for about £100, but they're like Gucci versions with like yeah, these weird pads on stupid. and they're mental. Or you get the really scientifically looking things, which are the big vacuum fucking things you put on your leg, which yeah. um, it you see quite a lot like... of you know, like when you get your blood pressure taken and they yeah, put yeah. that armband on, it's basically like a massive one of those, isn't it? Giant one of those, isn't so, it? Yeah. And you've actually got one. It's called Game Change, uh, Game Game On or Game Change. I don't know. It's similar game, game something, something game. I don't know. But basically, um, it pumps freezing cold water through it as well. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. So a lot of so a lot of army physiotherapists. Um, oh, okay. had them. I think it's Game State. No, I don't know. Something Game. I don't know. Um, and what a like, hybrid, isn't it, between cryotherapy and yeah, pressure? And, yeah, and it will do. So it will, and it will go from freezing cold, and it will pump free. And it, I mean, like you have to put in water, and then it's like ice water on top of it, and that it will pump it through, build up the pressure. It's it's actually really nice. Do you know what I've actually seen those in like a in a clinical setting in regards to things like physiotherapy, and I I'm unsure of the purpose for it. It might be to do with maybe reducing swelling or inflammation, yes. possibly. Yeah. Because I do remember they actually stuck that on my foot in Carrick when I came off of the wall, done my ankle in. It was like, yeah, it was like a, that, oh, fucking hell, liquid, is it liquid nitrogen? That freezing liquid. I feel absolutely stupid for not remembering the name of it. But ice water, that icy water that they shoot yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> into so, the tube. So, yeah, I've had it a few times in that um, in, in my lifetime. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, that's, I mean... They are quite expensive, those sort of them, that style. Because if you look yeah. at, if we, I mean, I said they're about fifty quid for the actual, like a tight pair of trousers. But if you want to get those big vacuum blood pressure things, they're like seven hundred and fifty to a thousand pounds for a set of them, which is it's not cheap. Um, Just so we clarify, when you say a tight pair of trousers, we're not talking like a, you know, a really, really jeans. eager piece of <laughs> denim here. We're, uh, no, yeah. we're, although they might work, I don't know. Um, but we're, these look more like, let's say, if it's for the legs. Oh wow, it's like leggings. So- so j- just um just uh so the game ready this is what it is um oh, okay so that that the red one there did you see that i saw it yeah like a little oh, gizmo. sorry uh yeah so that red one there how much mm-hmm. do you think it costs i'm gonna say grand? i was gonna say 500 pound for jesus Ooh, christ £5, and it doesn't do that on its own so you have to buy all that with it Oh my that's another four hundred quid. Yeah, fifty four hundred quid for for that. Wow, that's um. So I know Headley Court. They had about four of them. It's a fucking car. <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, that's the sort of place you'd expect it to be. And uh, Headley Court, for those who aren't aware, is, uh, is like the military hospital. So it's literally just just a hospital for it's military like the, personnel, basically. Yeah, it's, isn't it? it's where. Yeah. Yeah. Where all the seriously injured go. So yeah, but it doesn't surprise me they've got the budget to splash out on four of those no, Gucci bits of kit. But that that. 
that that's what talk about price and stuff makes you think. It goes back to the old saying of buyer's bias. Now we're obviously we haven't we haven't gone into if these things work or not yet. But if you're spending a grand on these big things you're going to put on your leg, and and you're put you're you're almost going to want it to work, aren't you? Yeah. Because you've spent a thousand pounds or something that's telling you it's going to recover you. So I feel like regardless of what we we talk about going into the podcast, if it works or not, I feel like you'd automatically go with a bias. Also, I'd work. say you get that. Um, you get that placebo of the, like, actually feeling manipulation. Yeah. So what I mean by that and the is... the fact it looks very futuristic, doesn't it? Very space Yeah. Where you can actually feel something happening in regards to... You can actually feel active pressure on, let's say, your lower limbs, if it's on your legs, then straight away, just because you're feeling something, it's like, oh, something's happening. And straight away, you come to that conclusion of if it's something's happening, something's working. It's just like a it's massage. Like massage last yeah. week, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's always... Yeah, exactly. exactly. The we said the same last week, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. You're, same. Um, yeah. Should we wrap it up there then? Yeah. Well, I, do you know what? <laughs> you, you guys know how I feel about um, this sort of recovery stuff, and yeah, of course, yeah. I'm a big fan of these. I like. I have. I'll be honest with you, Andy. There's not been anything in this series you're not a fan of yet, mate. I feel like you'd if there was a, if there was a contraption that would foam roll, stretch, put you in an ice bath, and compress you at the same time. I'd buy it. Be all over it. Well, <laughs> depending on the price, because you know I'm I'm a bit of a pikey when it comes to money. Uh, uh, tenner. <laughs> a tenner, I'll have one. I'll have two at tenner. Um, <laughs> no, no, this was good. So I actually had an experience of this. Uh, I went to a competition, and I actually felt a difference. Like, and I, I, it was free. I could have walked away, be like, nah, but I genuinely did. Like the way that it sort of went from the ankle and just built up, built up and built up and like just genuinely felt like it was pushing all the blood out of my legs. Nice. Yeah. Hmm. It, it felt weird. It wasn't like, oh, this is an amazing, nice feeling. It was like, wow, this is, this is squeezing my leg now, you know? But it's like, I know, I understood what. It's not like I'm trying something new. Oh my God, this is scary. But it wasn't a case of like, oh, I love these. These are just what I go for. Do you know, like a relaxation massage, not one of them type things. It was like, it it felt like someone was proper squeezing my leg, yeah, all the way up, all the way up near my hip and everything. I was like, "Wow, what's going on here?" And it was like I didn't even have it on the like the hardest setting either. So what what settings were they on? How many settings were there? Uh, so this really? one I think had six. Um, I'll, I'll try and get it. The pressures? Nah, I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell you the presses. Uh, I had it on my Instagram. I'm pretty sure that I can put one on my Instagram like many many moons ago. Do you know when we were we were we were allowed outside? You know uh, that sort of. When was we allowed outside? I don't yeah, know that's that. what I'm saying, you know. While um, Addy's looking for that, I'll um, I'll quickly talk about something else I had on Instagram. So I did a couple of polls earlier in the day asking people about these sort of compression gizmos and the such. The first question I asked was, have you ever worn a compression garment as a means of recovery? Only 41% said yes, 59% said no. So the majority there said they've never used one. And then I, then I asked, do you think that these compression garments actually work? And 52% said no and 48% said yes. So there's, there doesn't seem to be a lot of support for compression garments. That's probably because, one, you either see them as these really expensive, sciencey looking things, or you just don't believe that wearing a pair of tight Under Armour leggings, sort of, that sort of thing, is going to do yeah. anything for recovery, which is understandable. But we are going to get into what we think and what the science says. Um, and did you say you... Did you find that, did you? Yeah, so I found it there. Our, um, they, they, the company okay, called cool. Rx.Athlete. Um, yeah, and it was mega. They were like proper like spaced out. You had to sit down. You couldn't stand in them. Yeah, see, that's that's where I've sort of seen them more sort of like peripherally. I've seen them like in competitions because it seems like that's the sort of thing where you'd see them at because how, how expensive they are. Yeah. It's not very likely that everyone's going to go out and buy one like a fucking, I don't know, like a little 50 quid Theragun. They, you, you can't get a 50 quid version of these. So yeah. it's almost that you see them at these big competitions where maybe they want you to try it out Renting. or you pay to use yeah, it. Yeah, pay to use yeah, it. Yeah, rent it. Yeah, um, which is pretty cool. 
Um, quick, a couple of key points though with these before we go into the science stuff. So the idea of these garments then, and that goes for both just the clothing and thing, is they are to sort of mechanistically promote blood flow, which is obviously that big fucking buzzword again, which is then to improve You've heard recovery. that a lot if you've been listening to the recovery series. <laughs> yeah, blood flow. Fuck me, that's going to go on a t-shirt. Um, Could you imagine that? If it's just a t-shirt that just says, I promote blood flow. Just, just that on a t-shirt. That sounds brilliant. That's a good pun, actually. That I, isn't I, it? That's a good pun. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag catch it, get fit. Oh, yeah. Ah, do it. Uh, right, let's pretty trademark that rapid. Yeah, Bill, put a, put a poll out there. See if that people like that shirt. We'll get it on the fucking market. <laughs> Boom. Double points of it is actually a compression top as well. Oh, could you imagine oh, that? Yeah, well, it's got to be, though, isn't it? It's got to be really, really tough. That's like 4D um, chess. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, guys, let's get into what the actual data says, what the people have actually listened for to find out whether these things actually work. Well, the data will vary depending on how much pressure is applied. So there is a lot of variance in pressures. So a study will normally either look at low pressure, high pressure, sort of a, midi- a medium pressure, so to speak, or they won't I, They won't mention what the pressure was, which kind of makes it a bit difficult to interpret, but that's kind of what you've got to deal with. That's just science for you, isn't it? Um, so we'll look at one bit of data here. We've got a meta analysis from 2017 by Brown et al., this contains 23 peer-reviewed studies, and this looks at recovery and the subsequent performance following fatigue and exercise. So quickly to conclude this meta-analysis, they found that compression garments significantly improved recovery from resistance training. Compression garments significantly improved strength performance at all time points within 48 hours following a damaging bout of training. Uh, the data suggests strength performance is significantly enhanced when compression garments are worn following a training session. Compression garments were less likely to have a beneficial effect on recovery from running and metabolic type exercise than from resistance exercise. However, it is clear that when significant muscle damage is present, compression garments may provide a benefit. Yeah. So quite a lot, quite a lot there. Quite, quite a lot of, uh, I'd say a lot of good stuff really from the sounds of it. Yeah. I mean, look, at the end of the day, it's, it's quite, it's a low effort mode of recovery Ah, depending on what you're actually using when we say compressive garments, because yeah. there's two different types I can think of off the top of my head. Maybe there's more, I don't know. But basically, there's the ones that kind of like what Andy described, like the big gizmo ones. Then you've also got just compression garments, which is basically tight clothing. Um, and I mean, I know you said about the price ranges earlier, Bill, but I mean, you can kind of get like off-brand ones for yeah. possibly even cheaper than that. Like 50, um, 20 quid. Yeah, yeah. I've had some that are just over a tenner before. Um and yeah, I mean, as I said, it's like it's a it's a low effort mode of recovery. You can just put them on, and there you go. It's like you've got to get a, a second person to massage you. You've not got to spend m- m- pounds and pounds and pounds on like a weekly sessions. You've not got to plug it into the wall. Well, once again, I'm talking about the you know the ones you just simply wear. You know, you, you don't you ain't got to plug it into the wall, get batteries for it. It's something that you can just put on and let nature yeah, take course. So. I found this amazing. So it's like massive in in the military, like a lot of commandos, a lot of powers, that sort of stuff. They, when they're doing their arduous courses, they live on this sort of stuff because they're doing other stuff as well. It's just another thing to like slip on under the kit, and then they can carry on the day to day. Do you know like how many people do it? Um, like at their desk as well. You'd be surprised yeah. how many do it just day to day. Yeah. We'll just do like hard fizz sessions, bang on their compression, and then sit back at their desk. Because again, it's just pushing, it's just promoting blood flow, all the buzzwords. Um, and it's something that I looked at. I used to have them when, when I had Tate, when he was little, 
and I used to just go into the gym and wreck myself and I couldn't walk for like three days. I used to put them on and just be around the house because I couldn't go out and just actively run because I was looking after my boy. And all the times it wasn't it wasn't like, oh yeah, going out it's a sunny day, let's go out as a family and that. It was like, right, I can't go out today. Compression socks on or compression uh, compression pants on. Yeah, I quite enjoyed it. And you've got that low effort of um, you know recovery just going on just as you're yeah. doing your business around the house. And even if it was a bias bias or, do you know what, like, what you found is the sort of the, the same group of people that w- that I was with were training had the same sort of attitude as me. We all sort of went out and we bought them. One would say how much they worked, and then you're sort of having like this sort of influential. Even if it didn't work, we didn't know any science behind it. Yeah, just we had that sort of. We we're all backing each other on. Like, yeah, we feel good. This is great. I mean, can't I add on to what you said before. Um, like, uh, there are other methods. Sorry, there are other. There are other reasons besides recovery, that people do tend to use uh, compression garments. I don't want to get too off topic, but once again, it does kind of like bring up that idea of it promotes blood flow. So you can actually get them issued to you or you can buy them when you're on like an airplane on like Mm -hmm. a long haul flight. So to prevent things like deep vein thrombosis, etc., you can just wear compression socks on the on the plane. Um, when my missus was pregnant, they offered... Yeah, a lot of of pregnant chicks together. You know, they offered her... um, compression garments then as well so you know like there's there's loads of different reasons that people might want to wear these so if they're being promoted in that sense then i can definitely see them working in recovery um a recovery sense as well despite even reading the science um i actually i used to wear compression garments quite a lot but not in the context of using them for recovery um because i didn't even know they helped with recovery back in the days as before i was a pt i used to wear you know, compression garments, like full body pretty much. When I used to go on like my obstacle, when I say full body, Bill, I mean like, not like a fucking gimp. <laughs> morph suit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you go to gimp? I'm saying morph suit, you're saying gimp. That's the first bit I think of. And you know, the whole idea of blood yeah. flow is quite erotic anyway. But I mean... <laughs> wow. Did we go there? <laughs> we did go there. <laughs> we, are, we are way off topic now. <laughs> mm. I'm a fetishist, but I'm also a compressionist. Yeah. But anyway, Ooh, like it. <laughs> well, that's got to go on a t-shirt. You can stick down a shoe. <laughs> you can stick that on a on a leather mask. There you go. <laughs> on a gag ball. But yeah, I mean, I used to wear them just because when I was out doing obstacle course runs and stuff like Spartans and Tough Mothers and stuff, I used to find that I'd get absolutely stabbed and scraped to shit on all like the bushes, the brambles, the barbed wire, the stones. So I used to wear compression. More yeah, I used to wear compression garments as that little layer of protection. Um, but now that I have kind of looked into this deeper, I actually think i am going to start wearing more often for the context of recovery i just want to make a point though that the data doesn't support that if you wear them during an activity it's going to like recover at Uh, the same time yeah so you can't don't don't wear your compression garments like during your your heavy lifting session thinking it's then gonna help you recover while you're training it's it's, the doms yeah it doesn't (laughs) yeah the the data doesn't support that it supports it being worn afterwards and then aid in recovery after your training session doms are doms you will yeah. get them. Oh, God, yeah. It's, <laughs> it, doms are inevitable. Yeah. You know? But like uh, like what Andy Andy was doing, just kind of wearing around the house, um, even in some of these studies here, so what was it, uh, Atkins et al., you know, they, they actually wore them to sleep. Yeah, yeah, that, I know a lot of yeah, people yeah. wore them to sleep. Um, funny little note about that study, actually, is um, the, the groups that wore the compression garments in their sleep, they actually reported that they, they perceived that they had better quality sleep. When wearing compression gear, however, is this the is this the basketball study? Tom? This is yeah. the Atkins study. So yeah, I think it's the basketball one. Uh, let me thirty basketball players. That. 
the, 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 the one where they, they wore it overnight, is it? Lower body. Yes, that's it. There is a small yeah. little nuance to that, though. And that is, in these groups, it was unclear if there was a difference in how long their sleep duration was. Oh, of course, yeah. No one's going to be sleeping bang on the same every night, are they? Yeah, but true. that doesn't necessarily rule out that people might have better quality sleep with compression garments. But it's one of those things where, at the end of the day, we've got to be unbiased here and we've got to mention that little limitation. So but it's still interesting. I would have said that it would have been... I don't, I don't know how you guys feel about it. I kind of feel like when I... I used to try and sleep with them overnight, but I couldn't. It's like wearing socks. Do you know, it's just weird. I'm not a sock wearer in bed. Yeah, no one is. Do that. If, no. If, if there is any sock, sock people that wear socks in bed, stop listening to this podcast because you're a weirdo. My missus is upstairs. It's all right. Uh, Tom, can you just add um, sock, sock wearers to the no. apology list, please? <laughs> we are. Any, oh, imagine wearing socks. How fucking cringe can you get? <laughs> We've got the apology Sorry. list and the cringe list. Oh. Imagine wearing socks. How embarrassing. Oh. To bed, um, weirdos. I meant just socks in general. Disgusting. Go barefoot. Embrace Fine. tradition. Yeah. <laughs> Rabbit hole number 55. <laughs> <laughs> um, going on from that that study, I just want to, we spoke about pressures earlier saying how it depends on the pressures, which will oh, kind yeah. of have an impact on the results. So this, this uh, meta-analysis, um, out of the 23 studies included, only eight studies could be classified as either high or low pressure, three of them being classified as high and five as low pressure. There was no significant difference between pressure in terms of beneficial outcomes. However... Suggestion that there may be a benefit in low pressure over high pressure. So that was less than 15 um, mmHg. I'm not actually sure that. I guess that's I, the measurement of pressure. Joe, you know I want to quickly go into that. Um, mmHg is basically a, a measurement of pressure. It's something to do yeah. with mercury and fluid. I would recommend, for the sake of the podcast, we just say 15 units of pressure. Yeah, I agree. That because that, sense. that yeah, absolutely so the, razzled my brain when I tried to figure out yeah. mmHg. So, so the lo- a low pressure is less than 15 units of pressure and then an infant <laughs> high would be over that. So that so this mate basically had a, a, a it, was, it wasn't a concrete suggestion, but there was a suggestion that having this low pressure was actually better than high, which is quite funny because if we look at these, like the the MyAware, for example, which is like this big Gucci science looking thing you see, they boast that, oh, we've got 250 units yeah. of pressure, blah, 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 we're amazing. But but then this, this, this thing is potentially saying that a lower pressure could actually be better. But again, so you've got to look at it in context of, so if you've got lower pressure for a longer duration, is that better? Yes. But if you've got higher duration, um, higher pressure, but for a shorter duration, do you know where it's like going? Uh, like a dose. Ooh, ooh, you know what I mean? Like acute, acute pressure inducing. Yeah, the, basically. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's more of a rhythmic, uh, rhythmic fucking pressure than like a static, like we're just going to put pressure on and hold it there. Because there was this talk about like you, the, um, the ice. You know when you get injured, you sort of raise... I, um, ice can compression elevate all that bullshit and we, and we found out it doesn't actually work you kind of want the swelling to come out don't you you want you want it to get big before it can get small so we can understand just like we get swelling can come out like doms like your fucking growth whatever can push and then they're just a gentle squeeze to let everything help help sort of send it back out i could understand that i could see the the application of it but again you you wouldn't do it would you you just wouldn't like you smash your legs and they just want to get big and you just wrap them up so they couldn't move i could i could, could see how that would be not beneficial i mean something i would like to see is i would like to see a study that solely focuses on sleep with compression garments mm-hmm. 
So we're just sleep. Where, where basically the subjects are, they are controlled for their sleep duration. And then we see not just marks on recovery in regards to DOMS and performance, but also how they perceive their quality of sleep as well. How would you, how would you, how would you get that into everybody sleeping the same? Like when they all go to bed the same, when they're all in their deep sleep the same, the REMs and all that, all these. That's Surely there'd be that, too many factors that would, to get That in. would be a limitation, but what they could basically do in the groups is they could do something like, um, let's say, here's the problem. You'd have to have like a lot of subjects for this to happen because some of the subjects will only, you can't force people to sleep, can you? <laughs> but, yeah. you know, if you get like, let's say, this, I'm going to pull this out of my arse here, let's say 50 subjects and uh, you'd be divided into like 25, you know, per group, like one with compression, one without compression, not all of those people in each group are going to have like eight hours sleep. But what we can do is we could take anyone that had less than eight hours sleep, we just chin them off out of the study and we just pile together the ones that did have on average around like, like eight hours sleep. Yeah. Something like idea. that. And uh, we could always threaten them with like a gun to just sleep more. Or, or, or we or we couldn't. Or we couldn't. I mean, that, that, the other I always is, sleep better when uh, someone stands over me with a gun. Yeah. 100% sleep that's, better. That's, now, that's a control group. That's how you control the group. Mm. You threaten them with a gun. Illegally. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't think it's a legal study. But... Wakey, wakey, eggs and uh... bakey. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the only study we saw then with the with sleep then? Because I, I saw another study from 2019 which took uh, similar... It's another sports thing. They took some handball players, but they, they wore it um, immediately 24 hours post-exercise, but they had a break overnight. So these ones didn't wear it overnight. They actually took it off overnight instead. However, they had the same sort of thing. They had uh, a benefit in um, proceed feeling, particularly after intense exercise, and there was a sort of pronounced eccentric aspect to their recovery. So these handball players, and these were these were, these were were German handball players. Obviously, them being Germans are relevant, but they were handball players. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't say that, Bill. Being German is very irrelevant. As we know, the Germans we are very, we, very we tough. We definitely have we have German listeners, so we need to be careful. With. Oh fuck! Right, um, I'm just saying, like the, the Germans are well known for being very handball. resilient. Handball, <laughs> handball, and being resilient. You know, I'm just saying, Germans are very resilient people. So you know, and being e- members of this 2019 e- paper, eccentric exercise might affect them differently. You know, <laughs> is that one of the is that one of the, the control measures? Yeah. You know, Brilliant. being German may help you with recovery. I'm just saying. Oh, Can we quickly uh, move on as rapid as possible? Yeah. And yeah. Let's, let's Edit pretty... all this out, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> one thing okay, one group of people I do not want to be on the shit list is the Germans. Just want to say that. Why? Is, why? Is <laughs> why? That? They can't. They can never. They never can finish anything they start. Anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> that's been it. That's been it. Now. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> nah, we don't need to edit that out. I mean, what are they going to do? Lose another war? <laughs> <laughs> we are digging such a big hole right now. Does anyone know the German national anthem? We could just That's start right. singing it. We're well. used to digging trenches. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting out of control. Um, moving on. Let's let's move on to some more some more data. Right. Let's let's compare this with. So if we look at the last recovery episode, so the last episode we actually did was a coffee episode, but the episode before that was the last recovery episode, and that was about massage. We we spoke about a whopping meta analysis from um, I forgot who, the, who it was. There was obviously a lot of people doing it, but um, that was one that looked at ten different methods of recovery, uh, ninety nine 
studies were in this meta-analysis and they compared different methods of recovery. So we spoke about massage saying how it was pretty much the top the top dog in regards to recovery in this study. So let's have a look at how compression came out on that then. So DOMS was one of the big ones there and it was out of the 10 methods, compression was joint second with active recovery only behind massage. So for context, massage was minus 2.25 on their scale and compression garment was minus one. It was quite a big gap on the chart. Um, this study will be in the show notes, but there's quite a big gap on the chart there. Uh, the next one was perceived feeling. Compression garments came third behind water immersion and massage was first again. It was minus 2.5 for the massage and minus one again for compression garments. So however, we did speak about why massage might have uh, a greater benefit in both DOMS and perceived feeling over other methods simply because someone's actively doing something to you. You've got a trained professional yeah. actively giving you a massage so that could influence those results. But then again, we said compression garments because that's something that's actively doing something to you. That could have the same sort yeah. of response. However, obviously not as great as massage. The thing with, as I mentioned there, with recovery garments, at least in regards to the ones that you just simply wear, you know, you ain't got to worry about having a secondary person yeah, there to exactly. massage you. And you can just, yeah. And you can have them on as long as you want, on, off, on, F- off. Financially yeah. as well, it's a good bet because obviously, as you said, you can get them really cheap um, and they will last for ages. You haven't got to pay 50 quid each time to wear them. I mean, you put them on whenever you want to wear them. 125 quid for a pair of skins. Yeah, but the problem with those ones is that they come with all this Gucci description about uh, pressure pads and compression yeah. scientifically. Compression pad 4000, which is going to promote blood flow. Blah, blah, Do blah, you just, want to know a secret? I'm not even joking. The ones I got, um, I actually bought them off of Wish. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Sandy, Wish can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bought them. I love a good three month wait. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Especially now with um, certain restrictions yeah. from China. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know. It costs ninety nine p, but um, yeah, it, you're you're like five years older by the time they arrive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's a nice like low effort mode of recovery, and yeah, I'm all up for it to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, when you look at the comparison between massage, it's not actually that far behind. Yeah, I said the gap's quite big statistically, but in terms of like placement, it's not it's not too far off. So really, if you're looking at it from a financial standpoint and from a time availability standpoint. These compression pants on paper look, I mean, they look like a good, obviously we'd still say massage after, a, you know, if you've got a really big session or we've had a really big course, competition, yeah. get a massage. But if you can't afford it or you haven't got the time for it, compression garments seems yeah. to be quite a good, good But bet. again, we, we always talk about um, consistency and this is something that that can be done consistently. Yeah, of course, yeah. Every night. If you um, to, every night. Yeah. You, could, you could literally give yourself timings to put them on for half hour, take them off. Then you're sort of looking at that low pressure then, aren't you? Because you're not just hammering your legs like all the time. Because my wife said my bum looked good, but she's had enough of me just cutting around the house in pants. Uh, she's like, you're weird. So if your kids are Leggings like, mm, 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 mm. Just like cutting around. And she pulled the straw when I was opening the door and I'm like, what's up? Andy, this is why I take once to get outside the house and do 10,000 steps a day to get away from yeah. you and your pants. <laughs> so, get away from dad. Like, what are you doing, you weirdo? Yeah. Get me out of this house. Yeah. <laughs> but so. I mean, um, like when when I think of compression garments, I do automatically think of like leggings, trousers straight away. Yeah, I do. Yeah. And I think the reason for that is because when you hear about compression garments, they are usually marketed as leggings. But also, whenever I think of DOMS, straight away I think about legs. Yeah, leg leg day. Everyone thinks of leg day. Yeah, leg day. But you can <laughs> you can get them as long sleeve upper body shirts as well. You know, so you can get them full body. Um, you won't need like a, a compression mask, like a gimp mask, because I've never really heard of anyone getting doms in the face. Depends what line of work you're in, Tom. Yeah. Depends. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
I thought he was going to be really like PG there and say, oh, what if you're frowning all the time? But no, you went there instead. <laughs> uh, it's, been, it's been quite like a vulgar, how, vulgar episode, isn't it? I like how Bill once in a while just drops down to our level. Yeah, yeah it's weird, isn't it? <laughs> I feel like he's the dad and we're just like getting told off all the time and then like he'll drop down to our level and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> go on, Bill. Woo. I haven't seen him like this since the Christmas episode when he was pissed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. I feel like we've covered it here, to be honest, boys. I feel like we've, we've wrapped this bad boy up in um, record time. In record yeah. time. And it's weird that we usually uh, have something positive to say about something as well. Twice in a row. Twice in a row, yeah. Do you know No, I do. I do have... Yeah. I'll have to go buy I, some, to be honest. I haven't actually gotten it. I yet. do fucking uh, rate these, to be honest. I do. Um, yeah. It is weird. It is weird when you get in and like, putting them on and it's like, it take, it's like effort to get them on and that, but... Give them a go. I mean, the cheapest chips are. I mean, we haven't got a discount code for these, but just yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure I'm sure you'll find some cheap somewhere. Yeah. I mean, you can just go and go, go and wish, or if you want them before the next apocalypse, then you could just go onto eBay or something like that. Um, but yeah, I would um, if you if you don't mind like wearing. Cl- this is gonna sound weird now because uh, oh, fuck it, am I gonna admit this? This is weird for me to say because I I actually sleep absolutely bollock naked. I'm sorry, that's a lot of. You know, information. To That's weird. There. That's um, weird. Clothes are cringe, Andy. You need to embrace tradition. Like, I'm sorry, I don't. Cr- I just cringe for you today. I just don't want to get like if I get burgled, I don't want to get beaten up while I'm <laughs> naked. I that's that's kind of my one reason. To be fair, chasing a burglar bollock naked is the greatest deterrent. In fact, you want to know? So, so I one. Of... What if it's the different type of burglar? <laughs> oh God, that kind of burglar! <laughs> I tell you what. Uh, a couple of years ago, not in the house I currently live in, but the house previously, um, I was actually at home and I heard like a massive ban, and I thought, "What the fuck was that?" But I just thought it was the washing machine going off because our washing machine at the time used to make all kinds of mad noises. Uh, later on, I get a knock on the door and it was the police, and apparently our, our neighbours had been burgled next door. And it was like, yeah, they popped off the PVC door at the back, and I thought, do you know what? I reckon that's what the noise was, and like we, kind of, I kind of like estimated what time that was. That I heard that noise, and it was like, yeah, yeah, they got that's they've been burgled around that time. So I was like, fucking hell! I reckon they've actually like looked through the window and just seen me sitting in my beanbag playing the Xbox, not naked. <laughs> the, the story is going somewhere, but I'm not naked at this point in time, uh, and they just chose to look rob the other house instead. But after that, I was really paranoid that we was going to get robbed and burgled. Um, anyway, one day, I'm in the bath upstairs, and I hear the door getting kicked in. So, yeah, I jumped out of the bath, absolutely bollock naked, dick swinging around. I was covered in radox, and I've run down the... I don't know why I was doing it, but because it all happened so quick, I was screaming. Like, I wasn't actually <laughs> screaming words, but I was running down the stairs, naked, ah! covered in radox, just going, ah, thinking I'm just going to at least scare this fucker off and batter and whilst naked um i actually slipped on the bottom stairs uh and uh fell on my ass <laughs> and it turns out it was just a really noisy postman putting things through my very noisy letterbox scared of the postman <laughs> but i was I, <laughs> I i just i just have this image in my head i can remember it like it was yesterday running down the stairs slipping on the bottom step completely naked covered in radox and just like not even being coherent with like a threat i wasn't sharing any threats i was just going ah! 
like a mad fucking tribal warrior. Are <laughs> you not pissed? They must be thinking, what the fuck? They must uh, be thinking, what on earth was that? I tell you what, though, hot water and radox and probably bath salts because I was into that at the time. A lot of blood flow going on. Yeah, I bet. I was well recovered. <laughs> We might as well call this episode rabbit holes because we were talking. You were about to say something about wearing them overnight, and then you've gone into this massive story. If you yeah, what down the fuck was I even talking about? Going <laughs> radox. Um, I, I think I was just going to suggest, you know, if you if you find them comfortable, basically, yeah, maybe wear them overnight. How how that turn into a naked bath story chasing a possible burglar out of my house? I don't know. Who cares? That was amazing. Th- there's rabbit holes, and then there's rabbit holes. That was a rabbit hole. And I think on that note, we might as well, might as well end it there. I think that was a, yeah. <laughs> it's a good story. To I don't think we can continue from there and that, that horrific imagery. Yeah, I need to go and have a very long think about how I'm approaching these topics. Yeah, I think you do too. <laughs> the pleasure as always. See you later, gentlemen. See you later, guys. As always, thanks for listening. And as always, thanks for all your support. It's been great to see the podcast grow really well over the last couple of weeks. So thank everyone of you for tuning in week after week. And we hope you're continuing to enjoy our content. If you'd like to support the podcast in some small way, but also get hold of some great coffee, then you can head over to cannibalcoffee.co.uk and use code PRIMAL10 for 10% off your order. All the details for that will be in the show notes. So we will see you next week, same time, same place, for a brand new episode. See you soon.